0: Welcome to the Moderne India podcast and today's talk on 1814 and the constitution of Norway. Every nation has a national day, but probably very few of them are so uniquely celebrated, celebrated like May 17th. Children have a special role in the celebrations in Norway. The biggest part of the event is actually dedicated to them. The children's parade consists of marching, waving Norwegian flags, and carrying school banners while singing songs. But let us take a step back and go back in the history. Our guest for today's podcast episode is Bård Fridlund. Fridlund is the director at Eidsvoll 1814 in Norway. He's also an author and a historian. Welcome to today's podcast episode on 1814 and the Constitution of Norway board. Eidsvoll Manor House is one of Norway's most important national symbols. Why is that?
1: Well, thank you. Um, well, uh, it's Eidsvoll Manor House is uh, certainly the place where it all happened. This is the place where in six weeks uh, the Norwegian Constitution of 1814 was written. Uh, this is, of course, part of the Napoleonic uh, war period, and and um, it was um, constituted in a period of history where um, we were part of a warfare again um, on actually, actually as an ally to Napoleon, and since this 1814 is the very last part of of the rule of Napoleon in Europe, it was so that we were on the losing side. And part of this was the Treaty of Kiel of January 1814, when uh, it was decided by the great powers of Western Europe, uh, that is Great Britain, Prussia, Russia, and Austria-Hungary, that uh, Norway should be ceded from the King of Denmark to the King of Sweden. But then not everyone was uh, very satisfied with that, so... Uh, it was decided by the elites of Norway to make a kind of revolt against this decision. And it was leaded by the Danish prince, Christian Fredrik, who was startholder in Norway at the time. And also it was uh, then said that we should make our own constitution. And this constitution was written and designed and also voted for in this 8th main House. Mm, that's interesting. But how
0: come... We landed on the date 17th of May. Why exactly this date?
1: Well, that is because it is, uh, as you said, the dating. (laughs) So the document, uh, in the document, it says Eidsvoll Werk, the 17th of May. 1814. So it was actually finished around the 16th of May uh, and not every signer had signed the document until the 18th of May but you have to set a date and 17th was the decision. So that's why because the process was that they, they, they were summoned at the 10th of April so they had uh, about six weeks uh, until the uh, constitution was finished. First it was uh, they gathered to find out the principles, the main principles of of the constitution before they went through all the paragraphs, all the articles of the constitution. So um, you might say it was around the tenth of May. It was um, uh, drafted out as as articles, but the the really, like you say, the, the prose finish, the the, the written finish uh, to make it also sound very good was made uh, un, until sixteenth. But then again. The dating of the 17th of May makes that our national holiday. That's our constitution day in Norway.
0: Okay, so that's nice to hear that it was actually a process that lasted for a few weeks before it ended on being signed on the 17th of May. What is actually written in the constitution of Norway board? Did you miss me, Board? Let me repeat. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. No, let me repeat. We will edit this later. Um, um, it's interesting to hear that there was a process that lasted for quite a couple of weeks, and that is how we ended up on seventeenth of May. But tell me, Board, what is actually written in the Constitution of Norway?
1: Well, the Constitution of Norway is very similar to other constitutions of the same period, Um, and it has in it many of the uh, same parts as, for instance, the American Constitution of 1787, and also many of the French constitutions that were written uh, in the 1790s. And one key principle is, of course, uh, the division of power. That is, you have a Legislative power: the, those who uh, design the laws itself, and you have the the laws, the the the, the judges and the courts uh, as the second, and also the. The uh, heads of government, the the ruling part of it. So you have a division of power, which is very essential for for all all uh, constitution of the same a- area. You also have protection of individual rights, and that's a that's a feature that is also taken from the French uh, constitutions. Um, that is, there is a uh, the freedom of speech, the freedom of printing, and also other uh, individual rights. But you also have kind of. The main principle of the sovereignty of the people. So we have a broad uh, legislative body which has um, a, a a suffrage. Well, those who had the right to vote that is also set into the into the constitution. So considering it was really the outskirts of Europe. Well, Norway still is, <laughs> but but at that time it was of course because the the flow of information was even more um, uh, well. Uh, it wasn't as good as it is today, of course. So, so you might say it, it is a rather modern, f- for that area, for, for that part of, of, of history, it was a very modern kind of, uh, of constitution.
0: I'm uh, used to learn that our constitution is actually inspired from the American constitution as well. Uh, but tell me about when did Norway become a democracy?
1: Well, we we were certainly not a full democracy in 1814. That was more the foundation of a liberal state, and also uh, it, we were called uh, a constitutional monarchy, more or less. But since we were uh, at the end of the year 1814, also connected into a union with Sweden, it was so that the the uh, uh, the constitution was was not as. As democratic as uh, as we might look upon in a more modern sense, so we might say it took about seventy years actually before we had a more uh, democratic um, um, model of the constitution, and that is of course the introduction of of uh, parliamentarism, the, the 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 more modern parties. Actually, many of the contemporary parties like. Høyre, the Conservative Party, and Venstre, the Liberal Party, and also the Labour Party, Arbeiderpartiet. The three, many of the, well, at least three of the, uh, contemporary parties in Norway, they were also um, or they originated from the 1880s. And that more also uh, with parliamentaryism, uh, you also gave sovereignty to the people uh, through the legislative body Stortingen, yeah, than you had before. You do so. So you might say that 1884 is a, a crucial point for Norwegian democracy, but you can't say we have full sovereignty and democracy before 1905 when we also have a complete sovereignty uh, for Norway. That is the end of the union with Sweden, which we then had from 1814 to 1905. And you might, at least from 1905, um, and, well, you you must also see how uh, suffrage is developing. I mean, who votes uh, in Norway? And there is, of course, the crucial introduction of... of, um, uh, the vote for women in 1913 is also part of this democratic development that you have in Norway so so uh, you, you might say that at least in 1913 when when all, all women have the vote and and you also have this decision in 1919 when also poor people and those who who are, are part of Poor law um, uh, decisions are also part of, of the legislative, or or can give the vote. That is just when when you have a complete democracy and all.
0: Well, that's interesting. Um, the fact that uh, the women got to vote in 1913, and that the poor people actually also got to vote in 1919. But you did touch upon 1905 as an important year, and you mentioned Sweden. Um, I have been growing up always listening to this rivalry uh, that Sweden comparing themselves to Norway, Norway comparing themselves to Sweden. Some people say that Norway have um, complexes um, like siblings when it comes to Sweden. Is this rooted uh, uh, around the year 1905?
1: Yes, it is rooted to 1905, but it also have former Uh, origins. Uh, You you might say that even in the 16th century, actually, you you had this origin of rivalry. That is uh, when um, the warfare between Norway as part of being part of Denmark and Norway, Denmark-Norway, was fierce towards uh, Sweden. Uh, Sweden was our, our nemesis, you might say, uh, at least internationally. Um, but then again, in 19, in 1814, um, this uh, peace of the, the Treaty of Kiel in January 1814 was the, the sign for a peace, uh, for Nordic uh, Nordic peace, you might say. And it stopped... Stopped all warfare in Scandinavia uh, from 1814. So that period with a union between Sweden and Norway was a very, um, very liberal union, you might say, because um, you had do- full domestic freedom for Norway in this union. No, uh, there was we, we didn't <laughs> Norway didn't pay uh, a single Norwegian kroner to Stockholm or Sweden during this period. Um, the, the only thing that was uh, uh, ruled by stockholm was foreign policy and and also uh, the de- defense policy so so you so so there is a um a basis to say that the the rivalry at least what was designed from the union period of 1814 to 1905 is more of a a more a kind of a friendly kind of rivalry, a Mercosy kind of rivalry, I would say. So, 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 um, but then again, you had some more tension up building up to the uh, full sovereignty of 1905. So, you might say that some of those debates and and the 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 um, atmosphere in Norwegian people building up to 1905 also coloured that kind of rivalry you see still exists between. Uh, at least in sports and, and and other kind of or more softer kind of, of rivalry, as you say.
0: I'm happy to hear that it's soft and it's friendly um, and not filled with hatred. Um, uh, but I also want to ask you: We have a national anthem. Ja, vi älskir. Can you tell me more about the national anthem?
1: Indeed, yeah. it is. Uh, since you are director of and Ford we are also the. Um, national Anthem and 17th of May uh, Museum of Norway, you might say. Um, the National Anthem was uh, was written, the lyrics was written by the uh, national poet, uh, Björn Sterne Björnsson, um, and the lyrics was, no, sorry, the music was composed by Rikard Nødrogd, also a very a, 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 um, a significant figure in in the nation view or the national view of Norway during uh, middle the middle part of the nineteenth century, and and actually when Bjørnstjerne Björnson, the national poet, wrote this uh, song, um, and was finished with the song, the first time it was um, was sung officially. Uh, that was actually on the stairs of the Eighth Wall Manor House. So it was uh, even before, because wow. in history books, wow. yeah. <laughs> so you actually you actually have that uh, that it says in this history books that it was um it was um, sung the first time in in Oslo in eighteen sixty four that is of course the fifty years anniversary of the constitution as well but that is not true because they had a a a um a training session you might say <laughs> building up to it on the stairs of the national uh well the National Monument of Eidsvoll Manor House in the morning. So, okay, you might say that it was the first official public done in Oslo, but still you had a, a pre, uh, pre-singing session <laughs> at Eidsvoll uh, in the same morning. So, so, so that's why we say that, okay, it's the first time it was sung was on the stairs of Eidsvoll Manor House in 1864.
0: I'm so jealous that you, board, you work and live among these historical events uh, that are so connected to the Norwegian history. Actually, I have a photo of you uh, <laughs> outside the steps there, so I will definitely add it to the newsletter. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> the, when we had a board meeting at your place. Um, I have a last question for you. How will you celebrate May 17th?
1: Well, I began as the director at Icefall 1814 in September uh, 2016. So the last four years I've been uh, working, <laughs> but which is a wonderful thing to do on on this when you you can be so in the center of things at the National Day and Constitution Day of Norway. So so why so it's uh, we have the morning rituals with all the. Uh, with all the speeches along the monuments, the the, the, the statues around on the cultural cultural heritage sites, and also uh, and midday around the same, well, just after we have sung, where every Norwegian have participating in singing the national anthem, we have a a. Um, TV show, a national TV show with uh, uh, parts, participants, uh, well, comedians, artists, we have historic uh, items there, but also the Minister of Culture who is also participating with a speech. So it's. I'm really looking forward to this, as well as any other 17th of May.
0: Oh yes, I'm so excited about 17th of May. I think really honestly, that is the one day in in the year i i hardly can sleep because i'm just so extremely proud <laughs> of being in norway and so happy to be able to celebrate the 17th of may the way we do thank you very much board for joining us for this podcast talk we wish all our uh, listeners a happy 17th of may and again a big thank you to board who is the director at eitzel 1814 in norway If you have not visited Eidsvoll 1814, please do it. If you come from India and want to see something very historic, make sure you do visit Eidsvoll Aten. Once again, board. thank you very much for joining our podcast. Bye-bye. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much.